Hello everybody and welcome to the Drum Network Podcast. I'm senior reporter for The Drum, Chris Sutcliffe. Agencies, like their clients, have been sorely tested over the course of the pandemic. A lack of face-to-face interaction, the breaking of the chain between brands and customers, the decimation of live events, all have meant that agencies have been peeled back to their cause. That has led to a reappraisal of agencies' purposes, however, and a re-examination of what it means to be both an employer and a client partner. So in this episode of the Drum Network podcast, two guests from our network of experts discuss how they put purpose at the core of their agency's offerings. So featuring insight from receptionals Dean Rowland and CEO of Creative Race Rob Shaw, this episode discusses how we can retain the primacy of purpose as life returns to normal. So to begin with then, Rob, I wondered if you could give us a quick introduction to yourself and sort of your own path through the industry. Uh, Sure. Um, Yeah, Uh, Rob Shaw. I'm the CEO of Creative Race. Uh, I've been here about a year now. Uh, I've been working in the industry for about 15 years and in wider technology about 30. Uh, Prior to this, I was the chief exec of J-Wing. Prior to that, chief exec of Epiphany. Uh, Creative Race is an integrated marketing agency based in Leeds. Fantastic. And Dean? Uh, so my name's Dean Rowland. I, I joined as a director uh, at Receptional um, back in, in February. Um, so we specialise in, in digital marketing um, with a bit of a focus on the sports and gaming industry and, and, and mm. financial services. But we do work across the board. Um, and, and prior to Receptional, I kind of worked at four of the big six. So across a, a OMD, Havas, Publicist and Mullen Low Group. Um, so it's a slightly different world to, to, to what, I, what I used to work in. Um, but, but we've been doing some great stuff over the last six months or so. Dean, then, agencies in this day and age, they have to stand for something. So in this kind of undifferentiated market that's got a number of kind of those generalist organizations, values and purpose are really helping people stand apart. So how do you go about those communicating your own personal values to any potential partners you might have? So for us, I think it's really important that our values and and, and purpose is kind of built from everyone across the agency so for us we make sure that everyone in the agency is, is part of that process from the beginning um, and also in that feedback process before we launch it mm. i think once we've then once we've landed on that value on those values and that 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 that, that purpose for us it's then about having kind of clear marketing so making sure that's reflecting on our website through kind of social through our creds um, mm. and as i say it's, it's it's about ensuring that our talent embody that where, wherever they are so kind of you i know you, you were just asking robert kind of about events so it's making sure that when when you have your talent out at external events or to in, in, at internal events mm. they're all speaking in the same language um, and so that's consistent and that will build that kind of profile up around that purpose and the values so that was actually yeah something i wanted to, to track back to a little bit with there is kind of that outreach, whether that is at kind of your own client events, whether that is at kind of any big marketing events that we have. Is that face-to-face contact something that is strictly necessary to communicate purpose, or can you do it through those kind of secondary marketing materials, whether that be your website, whether that be any printed materials you're creating? Rob, how what's the sort of the best way of actually going about that? Uh, I, it's really interesting, and it's absolutely a, a build on what Dean was saying. I think there's there's a degree of formal communication that you do where, where you have the time to articulate clearly what your proposition and your values are. And that can be through your marketing material, your website, if you're pitching to a client. But then that's got to be balanced by that level of informal communication. Mm. When you actually meet someone in real life, whether it's they're meeting your team that are delivering, whether it's your sales team or whether it's you know an event like this, um, you have to also live those values. Uh, and, and I think you can often tell when organizations have built those propositions and values in isolation that it doesn't necessarily match the, 
the drumbeat and the culture of the organization and when you've got it right then every person in that organization is an informal ambassador for getting mm. the proposition right uh, and and again to dean's point i think you have to involve everybody on that journey and a lot of those values in that proposition has to actually come from the culture of the business that you've got see go on dean I was just going to say, I, I think I think what's important is to make sure that you're translating what you say into actions. I think quite often you can, you, though you might see agencies or businesses talking about a certain purpose or or, or value, but it's not always translated into actions. Mm. So I think once you've kind of agreed that you've launched that internally, you've got to make sure that then you are you're, you're actioning that, and you're, so you you're actually standing up for what you believe in or what you're saying you're believing in. And so what what then is the best way to actually go about proving that you are putting that into effect? I mean, there was so much there from those last two answers that I want to touch upon, but that, that slept out of me. How do you actually go about ensuring that you are communicating that you're putting that into practice beyond kind of those static marketing messages? What are the, what's kind of the proof that you are doing that? Um, so for us, we, we recently launched our, our new purpose, which is better people, better lives. Um, and for us, we track that through three different, three different um, levels. One is, is our people, so our talent. The other is uh, our clients and industry. And then the third one is our local community. Mm. So for us, we have then different metrics across that that we can track what we, what are, what we consider to be better people, better lives. So for us internally, that's uh, for our people, that's uh, kind of making sure that we're investing in them, in their training. And I think we can measure that by kind of seeing improvements in themselves or mm. uh, being able to promote people internally in terms of our clients and, and and the industry it's about making sure we deliver thought leadership and that we're being innovative so even kind of making sure that we're involved in in, in initiatives like this and, 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 and being involved in podcasts or, or writing articles for the drum but also for our own blog posts and, and webinars and things like that that's really important and then in terms of our local community, so we're, we're, we're based in Bedford, we're based outside London. Um, so it's, we support a local homeless charity, for example. So then we got different metrics even in that in terms of how much money we can raise, how we can support them, um, as well as exploring how we might um, sponsor and partner with a local sports team because we specialise in the sports and gaming um, sector. Mm. So there's, there's, I think for us, we've got three different levels to that purpose and each one has its own kind of metrics um, linked to them. Something something you've said there makes me think that maybe I've been approaching this in kind of a, a, a backwards way, where I'm talking about how you demonstrate kind of the values of your of your values and your purpose to potential clients. But is there ultimately is is purpose about having something that is purely internal, about something that you and your kind of staff ambassadors can believe in themselves? It's less about shouting about that to potential clients. It's more about how you actually feel about what you're doing yourself. Yeah, I, I, I think it's important to, uh, to to shout about it to, to clients, but I think it's it, it, I think it has to come internally, right? And yeah, I think it has to be embodied by by your people um, b- before you're kind of community mm. c- communicating it to clients. Because I think for us, with with putting putting our, our talent, our people first, that has a, a kind of a, an ongoing effect for how we work with our clients, the results we get for our clients, how we contribute to the industry. Um, so that's, it's almost, we talk about it almost like a, a signal echo mm. where you've got to, you have your, your say we start with the talent, it echoes out to the clients and industry and it echoes out to our local community. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it, it, it has, it starts internally before then you start communicating, like you say, to clients in the industry. Nice. We've been on a very similar process to, to Dean by the sound of it, that we've been revising our proposition, revising our values. 
um, and it originated from a very similar thing. I mean, interesting, our, our proposition is titled Work With Purpose, mm. uh, and, it, and it's about doing work that stands for something, doing work that has some focus, but also doing work that generates results. And a lot of that originated from understanding the people that we employ and what their values are. And, and they want to do work that has meaning, not art for art's sake. Yeah. Um, they, they want to get results for people. It's, it's what's excited them and it's what's kept them in the industry. Uh, and I think if you can find the core of something to build from, which, which for us is that our people want to know that the work that they're doing and generates results. And that doesn't have to be purpose in the most um, ethereal way. It can just be the practical things of, yes, this is helping our clients' brands cut through. This is mm. helping our clients' performance campaigns generate results. But it, it's knowing you're doing it on behalf of a client and generating those results. And I think that gives you something to build from. Uh, and then it allows you to cascade that into the practicalities of running an agency and having it in how you measure performance results and how you do performance reviews and how you set mm. people's objectives. And you, you need to get that that bedrock there first and then it can pervade into everything else that you do. And then that will naturally come across in the way in which you communicate with your clients. Well, you've, you've preempted my, my next question there. So um, if we stick with you for a second there, Rob, sure. how then do you go about actually ensuring that your staff are being you know, carried along by those values, even if it is something very practical, like you said, about actually delivering value back to clients. How are you going about ensuring that they are, it's not becoming rote for them, that it is something that is built into the workflow? I think it's a, I think it's a real balance uh, because we've had the opportunity to revisit these. Uh, and I think you should, you should always, um, you know, consider whether um, the way in which you describe your proposition is still relevant. And, and we've had a chance to do that more recently. Then you can take your teams on that journey with you and share with them what the, your thinking was behind it and, and help them feed into that. Um, but also you've got to balance that with not, going into the office every morning and singing the company song and testing everybody on what your your four core values are. Um, you know, a lot of people want to do the work. Uh, and so it's just making sure that uh, it, it, in, it, it touches people on a daily basis without it feeling like um, it gets in the way of the work. And that's why we think about the touch points in which it's relevant without having to plaster it on the walls everywhere. Mm. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I think what's been key for us is, as I say, we... We launched on Better People, Better Lives recently, and and we've we've worked with the agency and, and the people across the agency to define that. But what we want people to do is interpret it in their own way as well, because every, we understand we, we value diversity, we value people's kind of individual opinions. So mm. interpreting that in their own way, whilst embodying the essence of Better People, Better Lives, I think is really important. Yeah, I think I think as, as agencies we employ smart people. Um, mm. and, and therefore, what we're not trying to do is say, right, there's going to be a test on this. How do you learn this word for word? If you've got your values <laughs> and your purpose right, they're, they're broad enough that people can internalize them in a way that's comfortable for them rather than everybody being this kind of automaton mm. that has to learn in a certain way. Yeah, and I think it's it's about nodding to it at different moments. So we, we run appraisal process twice a year, so once every six months. Um, and as part of that appraisal process, we, we've included a, a section which, which talks about um, how, how do you how do you think you've kind of embodied our, uh, the agency values? Mm. So as you say, it's not it's not being kind of forced down people's throats on a daily basis, but we do nod to it and make sure, especially if it's somebody new into the agency, it might be the first time that they may have heard about it, or the first time that they might they they might have kind of had a chance to actually sit down and think 
about how they might be embodying the values. So I think putting it in as part of that appraisal process has been quite important important yeah. to us. Um, and then, but but also I think we we I think also being back in the office and how agencies approach kind of hybrid working, I think is going to be important because I think um, when when you, you're kind of in person and you, you can hear the conversations happening around you and, behind, and, and, and the people next to you or the desks next to you, I think that's really important as well. So I think getting that hybrid model right and, and getting back to the office will play also an important role in, in how kind of everybody across the agency embodies those values and purpose. Mm. Is there any, do you ever have any uh, concerns that maybe some members of the team are, you know, we employ smart people, obviously, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have a lot of um, emotional intelligence or that they aren't necessarily believe in those kind of that, that core value. You know, some of the smartest people I know have regarded some previous roles as just a job, for instance. Yeah, and I think, and, and, and I think as, as you say, Chris, I think some people come to work for different reasons, right? And mm. so I know for myself, I very much, the most important thing has always been people and from for, from my very first role in the industry to now I've been involved in the culture at each of my agencies um, because I see I see the value in it and it's something that I genuinely enjoy and, and get and get value from whereas some people the the value they get from their job might be doing a brilliant piece of work for their client mm. or it might be uh, it might I don't know they might love reporting or, or looking at results or metrics or something like that so I think Rob as you say everybody everybody's different right and I think that's the beauty of having a diverse works workforce is that everybody is different um, so naturally you would have people who want to embody the, the purpose and be more involved in kind of um, outlining what the values and things are and there's some people that won't be and I think that's just something as, as a kind of agency leader you have to accept yeah, no, definitely. Um, one thing I want, one thing I definitely did want to ask is, I heard uh, not too long ago from one of our US agency partners, who I'm not going to name, um, because of what I'm about to say, which was that they had uh, six monthly, uh, well, biannually purpose days, where they would take their staff out into the kind of the the, the wilds of upper, upper state New York and just kind of chat <laughs> about the purpose uh, through a variety of things like whitewater rafting and all this kind of stuff. Is that something that you've ever considered doing to really bed those those values in? Well, it's funny you say that. So we actually do a quarterly business review at Receptional. Um, yeah. so, we, so we do, so we do uh, one every quarter. Uh, the first half of the day is more kind of about kind of personal professional growth so for example in the last one we did motivational mapping to nice. understand what get what what gets each other out of, out of bed in the morning so we then got a good understanding of what drives people individually but also we've been given an, an, an overall agency profile so we understand as an agency kind of what what we believe in um and then and then actually the afternoon after the motivational mapping, we did do kind of whitewater rafting yes <laughs> um, raft building <laughs> raft building uh, like a, a water assault course and things uh, but it was brilliant because it was the first time since i've been at the agency we could get everybody together in nice person. um and obviously we, we we're covid compliant we're all testing before we, we yeah. come to the office and when we do these things but it was amazing to have everybody back in one room and even off the back of that we've really seen kind of people's energy improve um people's motivation we we, we ran a survey actually about our return to the office and return into things mm. like our quarterly business review um and the results we we, we got were, were really good to see because we looked at things like work-life balance uh, motivation uh, social life and everything was swayed in the positive um after our return to the office the only one that was negative was financial expenditure mm. which is to be expected with people spending more on travel and, and that, yeah, kind makes of, sense. that kind of stuff um so yeah no it's uh it's f funny you mentioned that 
I'm so, I'm so delighted <laughs> that that happened. The, I'm, the story... I'm feeling left out now because we, <laughs> we haven't done whitewater rafting, but I I, I agree with the, the point that you're making. We do the same. We do quarterly agency updates, talk to people about um, sort of that proposition, where we are on our growth curve, um, share opportunities to to demonstrate the work that we've been doing for our clients. And uh, a, a bit like Dean, as, as we've, finally had our first opportunity to get all of the agency together um we wanted to make sure that we didn't do the typical agency right we're going to talk to you for half a day about financial results and our profit um we built the team day just around how we add value back into the lives of our team uh, so we did it as a mini ted talk we had three separate speakers one who talked about how to build more positive habits after the challenging 18 months that we've had one on um, uh, mindfulness through through sketching, actually, uh, and, mm. and um, uh, doing something creative. Uh, and then one about being a high performance human through health, fitness and nutrition. So that we, we invested all the time in, in taking people outside of the, the day job just to add something back to them, not for us to preach to them, but for other people to just find ways of um, adding things to their daily lives. Nice. Yeah, I think there's a really nice balance of things that you mentioned there, Rob. And I think um, now more than ever, the importance of people's mental, physical mm. health and making sure you've got a happy workforce is, is important. I think I think back to many years ago, people or, or businesses, agencies didn't care so much. Whereas now I think it's if you don't, then you're really kind of missing missing the mark um, and you're just going to lose your talent to, yeah. to other agencies. So we actually got taken to task not too long ago for we published uh, I think two op-eds in a row from from various network members who said that it's younger generations who prioritize values more than kind of previous generations and we got quite a pushback from that because people said actually no it's people of any generation so I just wonder how's that sort of shaken out at your um at your organizations do you find that everybody embodies that is it the younger people and if so how do you actually go about sort of communicating that during the recruitment process I don't know which one of you wants to take that first uh, if, if I can pick that up, yeah. just, just because we're, we're going through a process at the moment of reviewing all of the recruitment partners that we've got on our preferred supplier list. So, so in the last two weeks, I've met with everybody that we've used for recruitment for the last 12 months. And it has been fascinating asking them a very similar question to this. And I think across the board, it is higher on people's agenda. They want to understand the culture and the values of the organization that they're going to join, especially after the challenging 12, 18 months that everybody has had, whether they may have lost a job and are returning to the world of work, or they've been through obviously some really challenging times um, and culture and values mean so much more. So I, I think it is being asked more and we've been reflecting on the roles that we've succeeded in filling more rapidly. And I think it is mm. the ones where we've been able to communicate that really early in the process uh, and and understand what the value drivers are, are for those people. Uh, I do also think for, for the more junior members and the people that we're recruiting, they're more bothered about real jobs now. And mm. they're more bothered about career paths uh, and therefore the values are important because they want to be within that within that organization for longer. Uh, and, and they're more bothered about career growth than just free pizza on a Friday and <laughs> slides in the office. Yeah, uh, and, and I think that's been a real change. And I'm sure the last 18 months has caused people to reflect on what they do want to do with their careers. Yeah, and and, and just to add to that, I think it's a really good relevant point there, uh, Rob. Um, I think for us, I, 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 think, well, I think if you if you look at the wider industry landscape over the last few years, you, you all you have to do is look at any kind of um, award, right, and uh, any award show, and you can see that there's much more campaigns that, that are winning 
that are much more purpose driven. I think for us, when we we like I say we support a local charity, um, and and but but when when looking at that initially, we looked at nationals, we looked at we looked at lots of different charities, but it became very clear that that the people in our agency wanted to support something local. So mm. a lot of people that we, that work for Receptional are, are based around Bedford or in Bedfordshire. So for them, it was really important to give back to the local community. So that I think that was that's kind of for them that was really important. But also in terms of kind of other awareness days and, and things like that throughout the year, what we've done is we've opened that up to the agency to ask them what matters to them. And then we've, we've picked some different awareness days that we will celebrate throughout the year. So whether that might be Pride or Black History Month or whatever it might be, but it, but it comes from everybody across the agency and what's important to them. And I think one, if, you, if you take that approach, as we said earlier on, even in kind of looking at what your agency purpose might be, if you get them involved from the beginning, then they're much more likely to be on board like like Rob said, much much more likely to to kind of have a, a longer tenor with the agency and that kind of thing. See, I think that's fascinating as well. The idea that it's it's not just kind of those short term little bonuses that get offered frequently, and that actually get trumpeted a lot in job adverts. Mm-hmm. People are actually a lot more interested in that development side of it. So, when you're actually recruiting, is that something that you you do communicate fully? This idea that you are effectively in it for the long haul with them. This idea that you can take them from maybe a junior member and give them that kind of that that career path. I, I, th- I think it's critical that we do that. I, th- I think mm. to, to to the point that you were making earlier, in a world of hybrid working, um, that understanding of culture and values isn't just going to happen by osmosis and just being surrounded by people. It mm. needs to be more front of mind because we've, we've never worked in this hybrid way for so long. Uh, and uh, we don't know how well people will uh, buy into those values and, and feel part of the, the organization. Uh, and obviously, you know, any good agency that's, that's recruiting wants to hold on to its talent. So I think it has to be front of mind. And if it's not the agency leaders thinking about it, nobody else is going to do it. Yeah, and I think it's it's really important, isn't it, to to hire people with the intention of of, of them sticking around for a long time. Mm. Um, and for us, obviously, we we always we always on the lookout for great new talent from other agencies. But for what's important to us is making sure that the people in the agency are also getting the promotions and, and progression mm. they deserve. So, for example, if you look at Jack, who's our, our operations director, he joined the board um, in back in April for the new financial year. But he's been with the agency for five years, so nice, he's been nice. through through his own journey himself to get to that point. Um, and there's also a couple of other people in the agency who we've promoted internally, or even sometimes they switch from team to, to, to another team. So they, they want to experience a new discipline or, or a new role. Um, so our other Jack, for example, recently, he switched from one of our, one of our, our, one of our kind of um, uh, uh, more specialist teams to actually now being a project manager for the, manager for the agency. So he'll work on more agency-wide projects and, and, and implement those. So even that in himself, he had voiced uh, kind of an, uh, an interest in that. So we've helped him kind of achieve that ambition so mm. i think it's really important to to yeah hire with the intention of, of keeping hold on to people um uh but but, but but again to an earlier point it's always it's always good to look out for other interesting talent or, or, mm. or people coming through within the industry again nice. i think i think more recently people have taken that opportunity to reflect on their career paths whether that's people returning to further education, whether it is that you know there was a flurry of, of, of job changes as we were coming out of lockdown. But it, within an agency, you've worked so hard to develop these people who do get it and they're part of your DNA, um, creating more flexibility for them to be able to move within the organisation, I, I think is absolutely key. Yeah. One thing, oh, go on. 
I just want just one other thing to add, and I think it, I think the that 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 um the, the the note you mentioned there, Rob, about flexibility. I think that's really important because uh, we all know our lives change, right, from from year to year, week to mm. week, or whatever it might be. So whether it's you start a family or or you move house or whatever it might be, I think circumstances change. So offering a bit of flexibility in the way that you work. So whether you let someone maybe do work more time from home or work uh, kind of more fluid hours so they can change maybe work seven till three or eight till four or whatever it might be I think offering a bit of flexibility as well is another way that you can you can ensure that you get to hold on to your talent and I think that's a really interesting point in the evolution of an agency and its longevity as well uh, I was chatting to someone yesterday um, when, when I um, joined Epiphany which was sort of two agencies ago uh, still a relatively small agency at the time there was only one employee who was a parent uh, and, and I was the first person who joined who was also a parent. He'd never been able to talk to anybody before about how mm. hard it was to, to, to balance having a newborn baby and coming to work when you were a, an ambitious startup agency because nobody else had a frame of reference. And I reflect that here now. And interestingly, that, that guy now works with me at, at, at this agency on, on our sort of new growth journey. But we were looking yesterday, I would say 50 to 60% of the people that we employ now are parents. Uh, and it's, and it's a, so we're at a very different stage in our growth path. Uh, and, and it does start to adjust the culture. And, uh, and I think as, as agencies grow and mature, they have a much more balanced view to um, you know, agency drinks on a weekend and, mm. and activities that, that impact it. Uh, and actually being able to consider that wider employee group on what their their needs are that people do have to worry about the school run and parents evenings and the challenges um that school that school holidays bring uh, and especially at the moment with you know people's kids still suddenly being in um uh, covid bubbles that go pop uh, and us mm. having to giving them the flexibility to be able to to manage your home life and work life that's interesting we were we I was just talking to somebody who's um, a, a lawyer and he's working at the LSE and he was basically saying exactly that. Over the course of the last four or five years, he's seen a, a huge shift away from kind of this very strict, almost regimented, oh, here are your networking hours at the mm -hmm. end of the week, you know, where you have to go out and you have to sort of drink to a sort of more nuanced understanding of people's home lives and their personal lives. Um, and particularly he was talking about it in relation to women who haven't had the opportunity to, you know, they in a lot of cases, they are still the primary caregiver, so they have to run back and actually, you know, they, they miss out on what was effectively the best source of career progression. So it's interesting to hear, I think, that that, that is now translating into agency purpose is actually building understanding of your staff's, um, your staff's needs and your staff's wants into kind of the workflow of the week. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, we, and what we do, we do um, uh, well, I say we don't do this every Monday, but uh, mm. where we have something to celebrate, for example, we, we might do uh, a Prosecco breakfast or something on a Monday morning, which is the mm. day when we're, we're all in as an agency. So we still, everyone, everyone, everyone's in on a Monday for us. That's the one day a week we're in as a full agency. So we try and do kind of full business updates and celebrations, that kind of thing. So we try to get people involved whatever time of the week it might be. Because as you say, that some people, they have to do the school run or, or so they might miss out on things in, in the evening. So having a bit of flexibility in, in the way you run those events, I think allows everyone to get involved. 
Very nice. Well, for anybody who's listening who wants to reach out and pick your brains about anything that you've said, where's the best place for them to find you? We've had people give LinkedIn pages, their their, their company pages, email addresses. Where's the best place for kind of the, the listeners to reach out to you? Uh, for me, uh, I'm RobShaw99 on Twitter, uh, and you'll find me as RobShaw, CEO of Creative Race on LinkedIn. Uh, and, and you can find me as Dean Rowland at Receptional uh, on, on LinkedIn. Or if you want to kind of look at Receptional as a wider agency, you can find us at Receptional.com. Um, and as I say, we, we've got lots of positions open at the moment. So if you're interested in joining uh, a growing digital marketing agency, then please get in touch. Outrageous, nice. Dean. I can't believe it. <laughs> I was going to say, a, right, a plug right at the end. Exactly. But, plug right there. But, you know, we spent 35 minutes really setting the stall out. So why not? Absolutely. So to Rob and Dean, thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat with us around purpose and values and how you can actually put them into practice while you're developing your business. And to all the listeners to the Drum Network podcast, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. Do come back in two weeks' time when we're going to have another fantastic episode. But for the moment, thanks again to Rob and Dean and goodbye.